0: You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. This is Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter, he's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. We both write for the Old Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and affiliate of Ole 3com covering Ole Miss football recruiting. And on this Monday, November 29th, things have started to heat up. We've been telling you guys to pay attention to the portal. The way you think about recruiting is going to change. It has to change because it's not just about high school prospects anymore. It's not just about recruiting rankings, team rankings, player rankings. Most everything is going to be portal-centric, specifically for Ole Miss, because Ole Miss is really putting a heavy priority on the portal and landing impact players in a number of different positions, be it quarterback, wide receiver, offensive line, maybe edge, linebacker. I think the secondary is the only spot, Zach, where they're really not focusing on an instant impact guy. But right now on this Monday, a lot of notable names have entered the portal, and it's time to start paying attention. Now it's going to be cranking up. It's not just December 15th anymore.
1: Man, you know, we had Black Friday last week. Lots of uh, deals, discounts, promo codes going. I mean, today's people call it Cyber Monday. Uh, I mean, this is Portal Monday. Um, Monday. Teams have teams have finished their regular seasons, and uh, those that are not wanting to stay an extra year or two or whatever it may be are uh, getting in the portal, and they are starting to – literally and figuratively build their own brand to sell themselves to another program. Um, It has, I mean, just this morning alone has just been hectic as all get out. Um, I mean, you had a couple... We knew this was coming though. We knew this was
0: coming. Yeah. We knew this was coming. We've been talking about this and writing about this in the recruiting threads, previewing particular guys that were going to get into the portal. Zach Evans is one from TCU Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler was pretty well known. Zach Evans. We had that one really early and there's some other guys too, that could get in, including Deion Smith. But until you get into the portal, we just don't know, but this Monday has seen the first full wave and it's not going to stop. You're just going to see more and more kids get in.
1: Yeah. I mean, looking at the, uh, Spirit recruiting daily over at uh, OM Spirit at on3.com. We've got seven. I mean, let's timestamp this here, Ben, because there's probably some stuff that's going to happen live while we're yes. doing this. 1 one twenty five <laughs> p.m. Central Standard Time. There are 17 updates inside the dailies. I think a couple are on current commits. Um, you talked with, um, I guess, one commit, one target. You talked with Cam East and then you talked with Preston Cushman. Um, But the rest is mostly portal stuff. Um, You've got Dylan Gabriel that jumped into the portal over the weekend. I think Ole Miss is probably in the uh, proverbial catbird seat there with his connections with Jeff Lebby, the offense, being comfortable in it. I mean, we've talked about it offline, online, on the site. The ability to sign a quarterback to come in and be ready to hit the ground running and contribute immediately is huge. Um, I think that's why there was some hesitation with a guy like Jack Miller at Ohio state, who is a very talented quarterback, but he just didn't play a lot at Ohio state. So what's that going to be like if you were to bring him in, is he going to need a year? Is he going to need five games with Dylan Gabriel? There's going to be some tweaks there because of Lane Kiffin and having his hands on the offense, but he worked with Jeff Levy at UCF. He knows the deal. So if they were to bring him on, to come in and compete with Luke Altmaier next year who also knows the offense. I mean, that's, you've got that issue solved with Matt Corral heading for the NFL. I love the
0: idea of Dylan Gabriel and a lot of people I've gotten texts and DMS stuff on Twitter asking about him concerned about maybe the arm strength and he's not Matt Corral as far as arm strength. And that's true. But for what Ole Miss well, well, does, not offensively, many people are, not many people are. And also for what Ole Miss does offensively, it's not like they regularly utilize Matt Corral's big arm anyway. A lot of what they do is short to intermediate, and Dylan Gabriel is really accurate in that way. Now, I don't know if Ole Miss is going to get him, but we do know there's already been contact there. There's an obvious relationship there. I think I'm already seeing some projections for Dylan Gabriel to Ole Miss. I think that's a little premature. But Jack Miller's another one to monitor. Miles Brennan's already been in communication with Ole Miss. I think he's further down the list. If you start considering these other guys like Dylan Gabriel or Jack Miller, even potentially a Bo Nix, if he does from Auburn get into the portal, I think he would be above Miles Brennan. Harrison Bailey's another yeah. one, but I do think that it starts because Spencer Rattler's the big name, the sexy name, and there has been contact between the parties. That happens even before he got into the portal. Every single school does this. Most guys worth oh, their yeah. salt that get into the portal, have a good idea of where they're going before they get in. And Spencer Rattler, mm-hmm. we first reported this on the Old Miss Spirit, I think last week. I want to say I put it up on Friday or Thursday or Wednesday. We had a huge Thanksgiving thread. It started on Wednesday and lasted into Sunday. Yeah. I texted you. I was like, man, on Sunday, we probably should have just started another thread because, holy cow, it's gotten busy. But Spencer Rattler's from Phoenix. In Arizona State, a lot of rumblings about him. I started to hear those. And – now I feel like they're now in the clear favorite spot for him. Though Ole Miss is an understandable and easy-to-sync-up type of landing spot for Spencer Rattler, I don't know if Ole Miss is going to be able to overcome what, if, what it appears to be already a down-the-road relationship with Arizona State. They could. A lot of that, yeah. we just don't know, because the portal is a completely different field of play for everyone in regards to recruiting. Same thing with Caleb Williams, for example. Did anyone think that Lincoln Riley was going to USC before it happened? No. Nobody did. No one was making that connection. Maybe they should have been asking that question. They didn't. So if Caleb Williams follows Lincoln Riley to USC and all this other, there's so many different variables that could happen and that themselves have ramifications for Ole Miss too. So Spencer Rattler is a sexy name and is the big name. It's got like a 93 grade, according to our tracker on, on three, as far as a impact for wherever he goes next. But even if you don't get him, Dylan Gabriel does a lot of the things you need him to do. You want competition for Luke Altmaier. You want to add a high school prospect to be it Devin Brown or whoever. And he's not the only one. So I do think that that's the easiest connection. There has been communication, but there's so many options. And if Ole Miss was looking for the right portal pool to go find a transfer quarterback, well, they've gotten that now. It's not just a handful of guys. It's
1: all the guys they really wanted in the portal are in the portal. Right. And, you know, like you said, more times than not, <clears throat> they're going to know where they're headed or have an idea of two or three places they want to go before they get in the portal. Um, and, and mostly because for their own due diligence, but also we've got programs like Ole Miss, they're going to go heavy in the portal. And if you want to go somewhere and Ole Miss isn't included in that list, or it's your number one spot, you need to get in the portal and you need to reach out and you need to try to get your spot before it's taken. Um but yeah, just to kind of close the book on Spencer Rattler, I think there was heavy, heavy Ole Miss interest. I think it was mutual. Once word got out and it was announced that Herm Edwards was going to stay at Arizona State, um, I think that that kind of sold Rattler on looking at them a little bit, a little bit more. Um, Jane Daniels is all but gone to the NFL after this year, um, and yeah is that a good decision? I don't know. Um, he had a fantastic freshman year at Arizona state and then was kind of so, so kind of average after that, but it, it makes a ton of sense for Rattler to to go back home and uh, play for Arizona state because that quarterback room is going to be wide open. Um, and again, we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show, on the board, the quarterback room at Ole Miss makes a ton of sense because with Matt Corral leaving, Luke Altmaier played sparingly this season. Um, It's the positions up for grabs. I I don't think that because Dylan Gabriel is familiar with the offense and Jeff Levy, that he will be the automatic starter. If he were to be brought in, they're going to have a competition. They're going to do all that. They're going to see how he translates into Kiffin and Levy's offense and Altmaier, you know, look, when Corral went down in the Auburn game, Altmaier looked okay for a guy that is a true freshman and has never played on the road in the sec. So it's going to be a competition. It's going to be a battle regardless. But like I said, having the ability to bring someone in that is ready to not only hit the ground running, but, you know, when he takes a look at that playbook, he's going to, you know, Oh yeah, I've seen this before. So that's huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's something that you got to look at. I mean, I was looking at the, the on three consensus team rankings. You you look at a lot of the the teams in the top 10 Georgia has 23 total commits right now. Alabama has 20. Um, Notre Dame has 23. Penn State has 25. Texas has 20. A lot of these teams are not going to have a ton of flexibility when it comes to looking at the portal and and adding a ton of names. Look at Ole Miss sitting at 31st right now in the team rankings. They have 12. So they have a ton of room. And that's by design. Really, really get aggressive. Oh, yeah. No accident. No accident there. I know people have been concerned. People have been clamoring for things to pop off. Why is this team 10 and 2 and they're not getting commits left and right? It's because they're being incredibly thorough and they have a plan. So it's. They also don't have a choice with the numbers crunch for the roster. That too. That too. And again, they're just, I think this is how Ole Miss as a program will have to operate to compete at a high level year in, year out. Because at least for the next couple of years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the West, I mean, Alabama, we saw them flex their muscle on Saturday. Looked to be just absolutely dead in the water, figured it out. One they're in the SEC title game. You've got LSU. Look, I know that they haven't hired a coach, but they're always going to recruit. Well, they're always going to have talent. They're going to be fine. Auburn, same way. Brian Harson, up and down year one, um, they're going to be fine. Auburn just kind of recruits itself. Um, A&M, same thing. I mean, come on. They they have recruited at an extremely high level since Jimbo Fisher has been there. You've got all these teams in the West that are going to be clamoring for the top spot, and they're going to have tons and tons and tons of talent in their two deep, three deep, four deep. Ole Miss has got to find a way to get around that. And look, this isn't to say that Ole Miss can't recruit at a high level because they've shown the ability to do it in the past decade. They've, they've had a couple classes where they were in the top 10 we're in the top seven, whatever, but Kiffin's going to go about it a different way. He, he's going to treat it like free agency and they're going to go and find people that can come in and contribute immediately day one. They're not going to take these projects that are going to take two, three years before they can contribute. Um, now they might go for a high school guy that they just really like. They evaluated them in person and look at, Hey, I know he's not ready, but we're gonna we're gonna sign him. We're gonna get him in the strength and conditioning program. We're gonna build him up, whatever. But coming off ten and two, a chance to go eleven and two, win eleven games for the first time in program history, you got to keep momentum going. And I think Kiffin and the staff know this, and they they know that twenty twenty three is a humongous opportunity for them to maximize this momentum and all of this national relevance that is back in Oxford, they need to go find somebody like Dylan Gabriel. They need to go find a receiver like Deion Smith, like Theo Weiss. They got to go get some defensive guys. They got to get some impact edge players, maybe an offensive tackle to come in and replace what they're losing up front after this season. So this is this is the this is this is how it's going to be from now on. So might as well get used to it and and just not freak out because they only have 12 commits. It's going to be fine.
0: They're still doing high school recruiting and JUCO recruiting. Today, they're going to see yeah. Percy Lewis and also his offensive line teammate at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, Zai Chrysler. I was told they're going to see is Derek Nix, Percy Lewis, Larry Simmons, and Bryson Hurst. So all that talk about how it's a mutual parting with Bryson Hurst, my initial skepticism proved to be correct. It's not a mutual parting. They still want him. They're still recruiting him. I think he said as much on Twitter that um, they're still yeah. pursuing him very heavily. Wrote about Preston Cushman. I think they re-solidified, if it, not really if they needed to, but they certainly reaffirmed his commitment. Cam East is a player that's going to wait until February to sign, which I think is big for Ole Miss, because if he was going to sign in December, oh, yeah. there's just not enough time at that point. Even though you've gotten him in for an official visit, they had an in-home with them on Sunday. That's why you saw Kiff and tweet out, that picture of the license plate of Louisiana because he was in Louisiana, seeing a number of different recruits, one of them being Cam East. Now that he's holding off and not signing until February, I think that was the initial plan anyway, but now that he's confirmed it, he's not signing until February. That's a big deal as far as Ole missus pursuit because Cam East is somebody they really, really like. So they're still recruiting these high school players, these, these JUCOs that they think can really help, including Percy Lewis, who they believe is an instant impact starter at either right guard or right tackle of Jeremy James. Comes back, he's going to test the NFL waters. But if he does come back, which is the most likely scenario, he probably slides over to left tackle to replace Nick Broker, who's going to lead to go to the NFL. Ben Brown's gone. Orlando Umana's gone. Percy Lewis steps in and essentially starts at right car to right tackle. So they're still doing that. But the portal, you're right, they're treating it like free agency. And you need a quarterback, potentially a running back with Jerry on and Snoop likely both to be gone, a wide receiver maybe an edge guy, maybe another linebacker. Depends on what happens with Chance Campbell. There's a chance he comes back. I think the likelihood is that he leaves, but he didn't do the whole senior day honoring thing. His brother was offered as a preferred walk-on. There's a chance there. No pun intended. There's a chance there, but I (laughs) doubt he comes back. Um, So there are a number of different positions where they're recruiting particular players for instant impact through the portal. But let's talk about quarterback just for a little bit longer here. From all we're hearing, and the different stuff we talked about and written about for the last handful of weeks, what do you think is the most likely outcome? Dylan Gabriel, Jack Miller, what would you put the odds as far as who you think is the most likely pick or land in the transfer portal quarterback? We'll get right back to Talk of Champions recruiting after Zach tells you about a couple of proud sponsors of Talk of Champions.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant bar and entertainment space on South Lamar in Oxford. 10,000 square feet of indoor space and three quarters of an acre of outdoor space complete with a full stage indoor and outdoor projectors, three bars, a children's playground, and parking on site for you to come and enjoy all of their open fire barbecue and the fixings that come with it. And now you can contact Lamar Yard and ask them about their catering and private event rental options. Perfect for that next big celebration and or the Grove party in the fall, or if you want to inquire about doing some catering in the spring for Ole baseball. They are your quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at LamarYard.com. Football season is back at Ole Miss. As we all know, we are rolling in to the end of the 2021 season. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild in South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two for one with Moscow mules, all of that more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur, Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. of the wide plush always Fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. Uh, I would probably put Dylan Gabriel up there probably... 75% or so. I mean, I'm That's thinking really high.
0: high 75% is really high. I think I would uh, never I posted, go over 70% with anything in recruiting just because everybody <laughs> knows I've been burned too much. So from now on, it's always yeah. at most 69% nice.
1: Yeah, I think we, we were talking about this earlier today. Um, it just makes too much sense. The familiarity with Levy, um, you know, there were some people that threw out Tennessee as a potential landing spot. I don't think that would happen. Uh, he was very vocal uh, when Josh Heupel left Orlando for the Tennessee job. And and he was very, I don't think he was, I don't think Gabriel was very happy with how it went down. Um, So I don't think the relationship there is what it was when Heupel was at UCF. And again, I just think it just makes a lot of sense for him to come in and compete for that starting job. And, you know, knowing the offense, knowing Levy, being tight with him, and then, you know, bearing the lead here a little bit, but head coach Lane Kiffin knows a thing or two about offense and quarterbacks as well. He, uh, you know, has had a ton of success putting guys into the league Uh, and a guy like Gabriel who look, I mean, got through for over 7,000 yards and over 50 touchdowns in two seasons at UCF um like we we said it a little bit earlier not the arm strength that matt corral has but i mean there are guys in the nfl that don't have that arm strength um i'll say this i went back and watched some film over the weekend he has a strong a much more a much stronger arm than i remember um you know he can drive the football down the field now he's not going to be standing flat-footed and you know throw it from the 50, you know, through the uprights. And, not going to sling formers. it like
0: that. Yeah. He's not going to do the Matt Corral. No, <laughs> Yeah, he's
1: not, not going to, he's not going to do what Corral does, but um, like you said, very accurate and he can move Corral, you know, has a ton of athleticism that it was put on display this year. He ran a lot more and I think he showed people, you know, Hey, I'm not just some pro style guy that sits back here. He can move. Gabriel probably, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen him run 40s next to each other. He's probably right there with Corral, maybe a little slower, but he's got good footwork. He can move. It's not just a statue back there that's going to be, you know, throwing it all over the place. He's Um, a better runner than Spencer Rattler is. Yeah, I would say foot speed wise, he's definitely faster. And I I like his footwork in the pocket a little more. Rattler's a little more, um, I guess, free range, if if we want to say that. He's a little more backyard style which you know lincoln riley has thrived with guys like that with with baker mayfield kyler murray um just kind of that you know really you know shoot from the hip type style um where he doesn't really stress footwork and he he doesn't try to change what works i guess is what i'm trying to say he kind of lets lets the guys go and, and and play how they want um but I mean, Gabriel, I, I think would would be an excellent addition for this offense. I think it would give them immediate cachet for twenty twenty two. He's coming off collarbone injury that was earlier in the year against Louisville. Um, he was set to come back and play. Um, like he was healthy, he was able to if he wanted to. But I think he kind of started to look towards the portal and wanted to get out and and have a little change of scenery. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's ahead of Jack Miller right now. Again, I I stress. The importance of being an immediate contributor. Jack Miller is probably a guy that, you know, wherever he ends up, will be a good college quarterback. But again, didn't play a ton in Ohio State. Um, you a ton know, of old Miss ties
0: though with them. A
1: ton of them. Yeah, yeah. Had some, uh, I believe, some siblings. Um, maybe I don't know if it's multiple or just. I one think his sisters like Ole at Ole Miss right now. Okay, parents are are, are big Ole Miss people. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of of mutual interest there just because of that alone. They enjoy Oxford. They enjoy the university. They obviously have sent one of their kids there. Um, I I would probably go on record since we're recording this saying that, that Matt Luke and that staff kind of bungled that one. Um, He was probably, if they had pursued him a little harder, pushed a little bit more would have looked at Ole Miss. Um, But you can't fault a guy for taking an opportunity to go play for Ryan day in Ohio state But, yeah, I'd put Gabriel ahead of Jack Miller by a good bit right now just because of being able to come in. You're talking with far
0: more certainty about Dylan Gabriel than I
1: would, but that's just because I guess my approach is a little bit more skeptical in general. eh, You know, that's fine. Um, I posted in the dailies. I've talked with a source that said that they believe some communication has already happened, potential. No, that's happened. Yeah, that's happened. Yeah. Potential visit maybe lining up sometime soon. They've got plenty of time before the bowl game to uh, bring him in, sit down with him, talk with him about the offense, talk with him about the school, all that. Um, Now, I I do want to ask you this before we forget. I would imagine that he has two years of eligibility. Because he is a – he will get a red shirt this year. He's only playing three games.
0: Then he's Um, got two years.
1: So he would have two, because he is a true junior. But he only played in three games this season, so he can redshirt and will be yeah. a redshirt junior. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you have the the comfort of of if Dylan Gabriel were to choose Ole Miss, a guy that has played a lot of football at a high level and uh, knows the offense. So I, I don't see uh, I, I don't see why they wouldn't go that route. Um, But, again, the portal is constantly moving. Um, Always, always moving, yeah. um, I just posted in the dailies another name potentially to know um, that just got in the portal, uh, Jameer Gibbs, the running back from Georgia Tech. um, He's from Dalton, Georgia. Ole Miss recruited him heavily uh, as a top 100 player. He was third in the nation in all-purpose yards this year for a very bad Georgia Tech team. very, 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 very high impact caliber player. Um, Zach Evans is
0: number one for them, though.
1: Absolutely, um, but look, hey, if I'll tell you this, if you're if you're an Ole Miss fan and the consolation prize is Jameer Gibbs, you are you are living you are living right. Yeah, because uh, he has, is Tyon Ty Evans. Very, I haven't heard anything about Tyon Evans. Nothing. No, we talked about it a couple of days ago, and I told you. I, I guess the only connection possible there. He is originally from South Carolina. Matt Lindsay's a South Carolina guy. So there could be something there.
0: I feel like we would have um, heard something from all the people we talked to if that was a realistic possibility. I feel like right. we've heard
1: something from um, now. Yeah. So I, yeah. I mean, I like you said, Zach Evans is 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 the number one target at running back. Um see, we heard about
0: him in like September, potentially.
1: Oh yeah. He uh And, look, and it wasn't because he wasn't getting snaps or, or, you know, wasn't playing. I mean, dude had a hell of a year. Um, 7.3 yards
0: per carry, even though it was in a reserve
1: role. Is that any good? I think that's pretty good. I think it's good. I Um, think it's good. Yeah, Ole Miss, uh, for a while, probably a month and a half, two months, looked to be the favorite to land him. And then things kind of went haywire. He kind of went dark for a while and then ended up at TCU. Um, But, yeah, Kevin Smith loves his style of play, and I, I think that he would be an excellent complement to to the offense and how he's uh, very versatile, runs between the tackles well, really good out of the backfield, and obviously has the home run speed that they've seen with um, Jerry Neely this year. Snoop Connor can pick him up and put him down. Uh, Henry Parrish can run. So they like to to have those guys that are extremely multiple in the offense. They they run the football a lot, but they like to be able to work, yeah, the back, backfield, you know, swing routes, pop passes, all that stuff. And and Evans would would fit the bill for sure. Um The only player yeah. so far that we expected
0: to get in that hasn't gotten in is Deion Smith. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any concern there yet. Um, I I do question what the, what the holdup is. He, He, I don't believe, I watched a little bit of that LSU game. I don't believe he was suited up. Um, and I don't think he's been suited up for a couple of weeks now. Uh, it could just be a matter of, you know, crossing some T's dotting some I's to get in the portal. I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, you look at, I watched pretty much the entire bedlam game. Spencer Rattler wasn't even dressed out for that game. So that was kind of riding on the wall there. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Deion Smith, if and when he gets in the portal, will uh, immediately jump to the top of the, the wish list for Ole Miss. Um, we've talked about it. We've written about it. They covet him heavily. Um, There's way they, too much smoke there. Yeah, and I, if there was more time, they'd probably flip him last year. I mean, they. It was almost like they ran out of time. Um, I get the the vibe and the allure of going to LSU, coming off a national title and um, that offense. But I mean, there are a ton of connections there with former players, trainers, current staff members. He's another guy again would come in and contribute immediately. Um, I don't think the the injury that he had earlier this year is is going to be a holdup at all whatsoever. And look, I mean, you you put him in a receiver room that's going to have Jonathan Mingo, Braylon Brown, um, Jalen Knox, the transfer from Mizzou that had to sit out. I mean, that's that's three receivers right there that can whoever the quarterback is, is going to make their life a little easier next season.
0: So let's look at the wide receiver transfer portal targets. Josh Moore from Texas, Xavier Williams mm-hmm. from Alabama, Deion Smith, if he gets in. And that's no guarantee. That's never a guarantee. They have to yeah, get sure. in the portal. Theo Wees from Oklahoma. And what's the connection there? Well, he's from Allen High School in Texas. And we all know about yep. the Texas connections for the Ole Miss coaching staff led by Jeff Lebby, a Texas legend. Not to mention yeah. that Ole Miss signed Jalen Jones and Greg Little out, out of Allen. It used to be a place where Ole Miss was in every single year, no matter the prospect. Landed Greg Aunt Little. And Grant Tisdale. Aunt Grant Tisdale. That's right. I was trying to remember the quarterback, and I kept coming back to Devontae Kincaid, and I was like, no, 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 He played at Skyline in Dallas. Yeah. So it was it was Grant Tisdale. There we go. I was struggling so bad when I was doing that update in the dailies. I couldn't remember which quarterback it was. It was Grant Tisdale. Where is Grant Tisdale now? Grant Tisdale. Where did he end is, up? Because he was a message board favorite, was Grant Tisdale. Is it C is it Selah? Did he play?
1: Oh uh, hmm. well, he played in three games at Cisco College in the spring. And okay, does not look like he played this season. All right, you double well. check. Yeah, um, does not appear that he recorded any stats, just did control F. I don't see anything.
0: It's fine, um, it oh, doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's no, okay, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, do matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, wide receiver transfer portal targets if you can get two of Josh Moore, Xavier Williams. Theo Weese, Deion Smith, do they take two of three or two of four?
1: Yeah, right, that's, that's the question there. I mean, I think that – You've got Larry Simmons committed. <sighs> they're going to see him today.
0: you got Jeremiah Dillon committed. Barry and Brown's off the board. He committed to Kentucky. Antonio Williams, Ole Miss was a favorite for him, but now Clemson has come with that offer that he so desperately wanted from Clemson. We both feel like Clemson is now in the catbird seat for him. So if they're adding three or four – there are no real mm-hmm. wide receiver targets in high school outside of Antonio Williams that make a
1: lot of sense. Now the transfer portal is where they'd add them. Yeah. I mean, I think the only exception that would be made would be if one Mark Stoops takes another job somewhere, not saying He's been played anymore. LSU. He, oh, he very much is. But Barry and Brown is going to Kentucky because of NIL. So Would he still go there? I don't think the NIL hinges on who the head coach is at Kentucky. It's not as if
0: Ole Miss hadn't lined up something in NIL with Barry and Brown, too. They had. Yeah. Um, Kentucky's just crushing it with NIL right now.
1: Yeah. Maybe he he would reopen his commitment or at least think a little bit if Stoops were to leave. I don't think Stoops is the reason he chose Kentucky, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the only exception because he's a, a take, no matter what, if he were to, to have reservations about where he's going to school, because Barry Brown is a, you know, a five-star electric playmaker that they could immediately plug and play next season, in my opinion, because he's just that good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for high school. I mean, I think they're going to go at least two in the portal at receiver. If I had to guess, um, depending on how they feel. But how soon Simmons and Dylan can contribute? They might go three. It just depends. I mean, I think the receiver room is is going to be solid next year. I mentioned Mingo and Knox. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of people are excited about what Jalen Knox can do next season. He was drawing a, a ton of praise in in camp, even though he wasn't eligible this season. So I think that uh, he's a guy that'll step right in in the slot and play a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, at this point, again, stress. They only have 12 commits in this class, so they've got plenty of room, so they can take some chances on some guys if they think that they're good enough to play. If Bo Nix got into the portal,
0: would you prefer him over Dylan Gabriel or Jack Miller, any of these
1: guys that we talked about? Uh, I don't know. I still lean Gabriel because of the offense and the familiarity there. And Bo Nix is... He was pretty Jekyll and Hyde this season. Now, when he was on, he was on. He but fits a lot of what they do. He does. Also, you got to consider the injury. Um, how's that going to? You know, how's the rehab going to go there? What's the what's the time frame for being able to come in and and get rolling in the spring? You know, how long is he going to be out with that ankle injury? Um, I would venture to guess that Levy and Kiffin want somebody to pickle miss get on campus immediately and start working um matt corral was was adamant about that and how that was crucial to their success this season was how they did individual you know group workouts on their own um at the facility where he would meet up with running backs and receivers and they would in tight ends and they would work on their own i think that they want that to continue to be a thing so can bo Nick still do that even though his you know he was on a you know one of those little he was in a boot and he was on one of the little cart things at the iron bowl. So I, I don't know. That's probably a snag there. Um, I mean, I think Bo Nix is talented, but again, I, I, he's, like you said, he, he does a lot that, that they like to do. He, he can, can really run. run. He can really run. I mean, I think if Bo Nix plays in that iron bowl, they win. I mean, they, I don't know how much of it you saw, but I mean, they watch you know, the whole for, thing.
0: See, cause me and my family, my, my girls have been begging me to go see Clifford, the big red dog. So pray for me, oh. I went and saw Clifford, the big red dog, me, my wife, Josh McCoy, Ole Miss picks and his daughter, my two girls. And Josh and I sat there on his phone and watched the iron pole while Clifford, the big red dog and his terrible <laughs> CGI was playing in front of me. And it costs so much money to go to the movies these days, man. $70 for concessions and tickets, $70 to go to the hey. arcade, all that kind of crap. It's nuts.
1: I was was saying that the other day. You can watch the new Bond, the final Daniel Craig Bond. You can stream it now for like $20, $25. That's a deal. I've told you about how I got the basement set up with the projector screen. We might just do that either tonight or sometime this week when the kids go down. We might just throw that thing up on the projector and watch it. And I love going to the movies. It is one of my favorite things to do. They're pricing me out yeah and i mean now that you know i have two small humans in the house it makes it much more difficult to go to the movies yeah Um,
0: congratulations to zach he has his second child now congrats my friend
1: yeah new roommate um so far so good um mom and baby both healthy yeah doing great um it's uh it's been i was gonna say we 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 had a you know first weekend at home as a family of four and uh, it was good it was solid so um but, yeah, I mean
0: – But you're such a maniac that you were still texting me recruiting stuff in the hospital. What the hell is wrong is.
1: with you? Never, it never stops. I told never, you uh, to stop. <laughs> hey, you know, look, I mean, you, you have kids, you know, and the newborns, man, they, they, they crush it when it comes to sleeping. And so I can only watch so many Hallmark Christmas movies in the hospital. And when everybody's asleep and I'm just sitting there, I, I got to do something. So,
0: And what you do um, is call around, text around, check around for Ole Miss Recruiting News. God bless you. God bless you. Hey. I hit the reset button on Saturday. I went and saw Clifford, but really what I did was hit the reset <laughs> button. I hadn't had a break since we joined ON3. The Ole Miss Spirit, OlemsSpirit.com, affiliate of ON3.com. And right now, if you haven't signed up, take advantage of our Cyber Monday deal if you sign up, you get 50% off. 50% off a full-year sub. It's the perfect time because recruiting is really rocking now, like we've been talking about. It's insane. This Monday has been nuts as far as the amount of kids that have gotten into the portal, targets for Ole Miss, realistic targets, because we're not just going to po- post every single kid that gets into the portal, but any kid we think has a connection or we've heard a connection to, and a lot of it is well-sourced as far as the kids that we bring to the board We've heard before, before they ever got into the portal and we're talking about them. And right now is the perfect time, if you haven't, to sign up and get in on what's going on because it's absolutely nuts. So I hit the reset button on Saturday, took a break, and it was wonderful. And I come back on the board on Sunday morning, and Zach, you've just been blowing up the Thanksgiving weekend thread. With recruiting, stuff. the hell's wrong with you?
1: Look, man, there's no better time. to you get 50% off a full year and you oh, just here get go. to read about – all of the recruiting stuff that a psychopath like me is uh constantly updating. So that's it's, what it's, I'm
0: doing now. I'm covering recruiting again. I'm not doing game coverage anymore. I still talk to the coaches and stuff like that, but it's about recruiting and everything. And I do big stories like coaching stuff, which I've been reporting on at the Ole Miss spirit. And yet I needed
1: a break. And there was Zach being a maniac. It was great. Yeah. I, you know, just trying to, uh, you know, build a brand, you know, as uh as we see, Hashtag college athletes, brand. yeah, and, and yeah, and, and high school athletes doing it. You know, we're doing the same thing for home spirit and on three. So, again, take advantage of the Cyber Monday deal. Yes, join the community, get on the message board, talk, and then you can also read all the game stories, all the coverage that that you, Chuck and, and Jake, are providing, and then again, all the recruiting. Um, and, and this is a great segue to talk about the uh, the actual. I guess, tangible recruiting news that popped on Sunday, not just what's going on in the portal and, mm-hmm. and with targets for the 2022 class. Centarians um, in the class 2023. That's, that's a, that's a huge, huge pickup. Massive. Um, he is and the first thing that I heard from, from folks was, well, that's 2023. It doesn't matter. He's still, oh, he matters. No, like, I think that this is a commitment that is going to stick. Um, Georgia was was after him, hot and heavy. He took a visit there. I believe he took multiple visits there. Um, I think Kirby Smart was trying to play the Nicobe Dean angle to get you know, hey man, you know we got a guy here that's having a ton of success. He's from your state. Why don't you come here and follow in his footsteps? But man, I, I think that Lane Kiffin prioritized him very very early. I talked to to Sunterian back in the summer. He said he talked to Kiffin a lot, um, and then Derek Nix played a huge role, but. But Raleigh, Mississippi, though, I mean, you have Dante Moncrief that's from there, Woody Hamilton. Um, this is someone that that I believe really, really, really wanted to see what Kiffin was going to do in year two. And I think once they started winning, got to 10 and two, first time ever, 10 wins in the regular season, I think that that was kind of the the tipping point for him to where he wanted to go ahead and, and get it out of the way because suffered a, a you know, loss in the semifinals um last week so i think that this is kind of the norm now with recruiting where these guys are wanting to take their visits their junior year make a decision and then just take the senior year to to just be a high school senior and enjoy it and, and, and play in the fall um but yeah just a massive massive get i know that we talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and you were like hold on hold on chill 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 um but i do see a ton of similarities there with tony connor um he's He's a little bit bigger than Tony was in high school, but just. No, I, I love the kid. Un-
0: Don't get it twisted. I love this kid. It's just I'm uh, very think- partial to Tony Connor.
1: Oh man, I mean that is high praise, uh, and I will I will be the first to admit that's high praise. But it, it's it truly is uncanny how similar they look. They move extremely well. But I mean, this is a guy that plays running back, linebacker, safety, wide receiver. For yeah, wide receiver. I, I, I mean, he is a legitimate do it all prospect that is going to be a cornerstone for that 2023 class. That's going to be so imperative for the trajectory of this program for years to come for, for Lane Kiffin and his staff. So that was a big time. I mean, it, it was kind of, you know, that, you know, the, the doldrums of Thanksgiving weekend when everybody's kind of, hung, you know, hung over, you know, food coma, eating leftovers, just lounging and watching NFL football, They kind of got lost in the shuffle there, but that was a huge, Huge get for Ole Miss. The timing was a little bit surprising. I expected him to
0: commit before now, but he absolutely Mm -hmm. considered Georgia. He went to Georgia. N'Kobe Dean played a part in trying to recruit him to Georgia. Georgia was the only real threat to Ole Miss early in his recruitment. Now they're going to have to fight for him the entire way. But if you Mm -hmm. look at how Ole Miss, under Lane Kiffin, has recruited high school prospects, Taishim Johnson and a little bit of Troy Washington, that's about all you've gotten as far as high school players contributing in year one. This is a Tysheem Johnson type of player as far as impacting immediately. He could start at star his first year in because he's going to be recruited as a linebacker and signed as a linebacker. But really that hybrid safety linebacker of star where Otis Reese is playing is the perfect spot for him because his future is on defense. As good as he is offensively, like Devin White for LSU, his future is on defense. Going to jump right back to Zach Barry in this edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting after Zach tells you about a few more sponsors of Talk of Champions.
1: podcast also comes to you thanks to bluff city advisory group memphis's leading team of finance professionals they can provide advanced assistance with financial planning pension and qualified plan support and business and estate planning strategies former Ole miss rebel and founding partner ben still along with his elite level customer service team make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com podcast brought to you by the berry home team you're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home, call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them, 481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry home team, and talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at saddlecreektitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McFord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They're your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Listen to NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
1: I think you nailed it there. Um, I think he's certainly talented enough to challenge for an offensive spot, but...
0: anywhere you put him
1: running back, wide receiver, doesn't matter, but he's a defensive player. I mean, he's a, he, he's a, a legitimate prospect to play on Sundays because of his ceiling on the defensive side. He's 6'3", 215, can run. I mean, I think he's going to be, again, what Tony Conner was when he was at Ole Miss. He can play close to the line of scrimmage. He can blitz. He can make plays off the edge, but he can also cover in space. He's a little bit bigger um, lengthwise, and a little bit heavier than Tony. Um, But, again, he can just do do a lot of things. So – I would venture to say that DJ Durk and Chris Partridge and that defensive staff were pretty fired up on Sunday when he announced.
0: They have to be. He's huge to get him now to build your class from him on out. It's
1: a big thing. Yeah. Okay. So for the next couple of weeks, I've been out. I mean, cut you off but last thing. I would probably venture to say that he's up there in importance with a guy like Arch Manning. He's on the other side of the football, but I mean, he is, you know, in state and he's the top player in Mississippi. He's a top 100 player overall. I think he could potentially flirt with five star um, status before it's all said and done. I agree. With um, that, yeah. the, low, the lower classification, Mississippi, might hurt him. It, it will also depend on you know if he goes to camps to be seen by multiple scouts and, and multiple analysts um, with on three. But I I think the talent level, the ceiling, everything when it all comes together, I think he is he is up there in importance with somebody like Arch Manning. Um, because of just his impact to to play immediately on the defensive side of the ball in a front seven capacity where, as you know, you you got to have instant impact guys every single cycle there. So I, I'm not saying he's more important than Arch, um, but... He's anyway, a linchpin commitment is what you're getting at. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a fringe five-star linebacker. When's the last time that Ole Miss <laughs> had one of those? So... Yeah.
0: He's big time.
1: He's absolutely big big, time. Big get. And and Shea Hodge, former Ole Miss wide
0: receiver, trains him, called this as far as his recruiting standing, his prospect ranking and five-star, four-star classification, on three consensus four-star, according to on three, number 72 overall player in the country, number six linebacker, number one prospect in Mississippi. Shea Hodge called this a couple years ago, and when I talked to him for the podcast a couple weeks back, one thing he said was that, I'm not trying to let the cat out of the bag here, but is going to go to Ole Miss. He wants to go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is just different for him. is going to be in there, and it's going to be an Ole Miss-Georgia battle, but he wants to go to Ole Miss. So to get him committed kind of validates that belief, not just by Shea, but by everyone around his recruitment, that Ole Miss was the leader, that Ole Miss is in the best position possible for him. And now you're in that space where, yeah, you're going to have to hold off Georgia, but you're where you want to be, and he is a linchpin for 2023. And obviously, everybody's going to be talking about Arch, and I understand why. But Suntarian, his significance for this class, like Zach said, cannot be overstated. This is Talk of Champions Recruiting. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. We both write for the Old Miss Spirit, Ole Spirit.com and dot 3com And right now, if you haven't already, sign up and you get 50% off a full year sub to the Old Miss Spirit, Ole Spirit.com and dot 3com if you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions on iTunes, and when you do, leave a five star review. It doesn't matter what you say; say Ben sucked. It's fine. Just make sure it's five stars. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. For the next couple of weeks now, what should Ole Miss recruiting fans be paying attention to? What's the timeline? What's the schedule like?
1: Uh, well, I mean, like we talked about it for I don't know what thirty minutes now or so. It's it, the portal first and foremost. Um, I would just I, not to continue to belabor the point the, yeah. the sales side of this but you know keep hitting refresh on the dailies I mean it's going to be constantly updating with portal options updates on portal options um, but as far as high school prospects go um, I mean inside the state of Mississippi I think uh, you need to pay attention obviously to Jaheim Otis I think Ole Miss has made a legitimate move there. Alabama is going to be incredibly hard to beat. I do um, too. I still don't think they get him, but they have made a move. yeah, I think that the the level of winning, I think has certainly got his attention. um they brought his entire family in. I think that they really hit it off with the coaching staff. They liked the vibe of Oxford. They enjoyed their 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 time at the game, even though it was Vanderbilt. I think they still enjoyed the atmosphere they they can sense the momentum of the program. Um, I had someone go as far to say that um, they think that Ole Miss is a real player. And look, we've said it before. He has said that he he wants to win. He wants to have a chance to win championships. But it all comes back to NIL
0: stuff with him. It all comes back to NIL stuff with him. And all three schools, Alabama, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State have all lined up NIL stuff with him. Now, Alabama is not recruiting him as an offensive lineman, which was a bad rumor. They love him. They covet him. And I know, I don't know what it means, but I know that Alabama would prefer if he stays in state for Jaheim Otis to go to Mississippi state. But Ole Miss has done a lot of hard work, groundwork in his recruitment to get back in the game to a place where we all thought and understandably so that Ole Miss was fading when he didn't come in for his official visit. And then Ole Miss goes to work and plays its last card and it works. And now they're really in the game again. I would say approach with caution with him. And same thing with Stone Blanton. I think Ole Miss, if all things were equal, would be the clear favorite for him. But Mississippi State is going to be hard to beat for Stone Blanton. And Ole Miss had all momentum. Now they've lost a little bit of it, but I still think they're in the driver's seat for him. That's going to be a real in-state battle. So those two guys, I'm always saying approach with caution. Trayvon Williams is going to Mississippi State as we we record this right now. He's going to Mississippi State. Ole Miss had the momentum. Then he goes on that visit, and Mississippi State completely turned the tide. So now it's Percy Lewis. It's Bryson Hurst, It's continue to monitor guys like Larry Simmons and their other commitments, but then the portal, the portal, the portal. But those visit weekends, including this weekend, next weekend, leading up to December 15th, that's what I was really talking about as far as the timeline and what you should be paying, what you should be paying attention to. Cause we always say this in recruiting, what? Follow the visits. And Omus was working to get Percy Lewis back in for a visit on this Monday when they when they went to see him. Not just him, his entire family too. So that's something to pay attention to. Who comes in? who are they and if they're not portal guys you know that with the small amount of room they have in these classes or in this class these are the guys they want it's not going to be adding a couple of new random guys you won't see a couple of new high school guys really pop up necessarily it's going to be these
1: guys these are the ones to focus on and outside of that it's portal yeah i think if you're if you're looking at high school names uh, to watch before December fifteenth, I would say Jared Willis is a name to know. Yes, um, he's been been committed to Georgia Tech for a long time. We talked Brown. about him a lot. Yeah, Devin Brown. Obviously, we we really buried the lead. Waiting this long to talk <laughs> about him. Um, he decommitted from USC finally, and we just now get around to talking about him. <laughs>
0: But the, yeah. the Walker Howard stuff, I just don't really buy. Do I think Ole Miss is recruiting him hard? Yes, but he's a Mississippi, Mississippi State. He's an LSU legacy. His dad's an LSU guy. And while Ole Miss wants him, it's just hard for me to believe that they'll be able to do enough to get him. So Devin Brown, for me, is the high school quarterback. If they can yeah, get him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Walker Howard was in Baton Rouge on Saturday. He was wearing a Joe Burrow jersey. Like you said, his dad played there. Mm-hmm. I think that he was just kind of doing his – his due diligence to have a backup plan if LSU just completely bungled the search and hired somebody that he didn't like or Can didn't. Can still happen. Up. Can still happen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it still still could. Um I would say that he's gonna stick with LSU. I mean, it, they would really have to screw up that search for him to look elsewhere. Um, yeah, I mean they, I think all signs went to Devin Brown. They went to see him on Sunday. Uh yeah, finally decommitted. Um, I, I don't know what the Lincoln Riley higher at at SC means for him. I'm not sure. Yeah, because on Uh, paper,
0: you go, oh, yeah, Lincoln Riley, he was committed to USC as an offensive coach, one of the best in college football. But there's some recruiting ramifications when it comes to Lincoln Riley at USC, too. They have one of the best quarterbacks for 2023, a quarterback many consider better than Arch Manning committed. That's his quarterback. If he brings Caleb Williams over, all those things change. The dynamics change with USC, with Lincoln Riley. And so while on paper, you go, oh, yeah, well, Devin Brown's going back to USC. Well, not necessarily – not when he has well, an easier and, path or a more uh, clear path to start at Ole Miss potentially yeah. as early as next year or competing for it at least.
1: Well, and I, I laid it out when he finally decommitted. I put a, a pretty lengthy post in the dailies where uh, – and this is my opinion again. This is not – I didn't talk to Devin. I didn't talk to his coach. I didn't talk to anybody. This is just my opinion. He sat behind Jackson Dart at Corner Canyon and waited his turn and had a phenomenal senior season, lost a hell of a state title game, um, the, the name Lone Peak, um, is who they, probably one of the better high school games that I've ever seen, um, broke the state yardage record, touchdowns, all that. I just, I don't know. He, he loves Graham Harrell. Um, he loves Seth Daigie. I don't know if they're going to be retained on that staff, but I also just find it hard to believe that after waiting a year to have your turn in high school, he's going to want to do that again in college. Cause I, I mean, Jackson Dart is he's raw, but he did a lot of good things this year in that offense, even though SC is really struggling to win games, they lost again to BYU and another great game. This is, this past weekend was one of the better weekends for college football.
0: I really um, feel like I missed out cause I only watched a couple of games and now I'm like having well, bad FOMO.
1: Well, you know, me and me and the, in the new homie, we stayed up pretty late and uh, we watched the, uh, the end of that game. Um, but yeah, I just don't and, and, and maybe maybe he does. Maybe he's gonna bet on himself and think, hey, you know, I didn't beat him out in high school, but I'll beat him out in college. I just find it hard to believe that he's gonna go sit in a in the same room as Jackson Dart again when he's got the leg up on him playing a whole year of college football, and then he's coming in pretty green as a true freshman. I don't know. I he he's been very buttoned up after the whole fiasco happened with his trip to to Oxford. He hasn't done a ton of interviews. Um I know Chad Simmons has talked with him a couple of times. He says all the right things. I think it's it's going to come down to Ole Miss or, or SC. Is he going to roll the dice and go be in that crowded quarterback room with a brilliant offensive mind? Or is he willing to go to Oxford with another brilliant offensive mind and, and, and fight for the position with Luke Altmaier and whoever they bring in the portal? Um, we'll find out in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, Devin Brown. Jerry Willis, Stone Blanton, Jaheem Otis. Um, those are the big high school names to know. Um, are there anybody that we're missing for this early signing period? There are a few. Now this play in rapid Cam fire. Is waiting?
0: Let's play a okay, rapid yeah. fire, trending or ending on the hot list. All right, here we go. Cornerback, trending or ending. You got to be fast. Jordan Allen. Trending on trending. this or ending. Okay, trending. DeCarlos Nicholson. Mm, ending. Davison Igbenosan. Slightly ending. Kamari Rogers. Ending. Kendrick Law. Ending. Stone Blanton.
1: Trending. Jaron Willis. Trending. Tyler Banks. I'd say ending just because I haven't heard anything in months.
0: J.D. Stewart and Zy Ford would both be trending, but they got to be offered, so I'm not going to include them. Travion Williams. Ending. Ending. Vincent Anthony.
1: That's an intriguing one. Uh have you talked to him? I haven't talked to him. Yeah. No, I need to reach out because Cutcliffe's gone. Who knows what the staff's gonna look like there? I I would venture to say that part of his decision went into the academic side at Duke. He's a smart young man, he's got good grades, so the degree might mean a lot to him, but took an official to Ole Miss. They really liked him. Randall Joyner, as Ole Miss fans know. (laughs) You can talk about someone that's in line for a raise. He had a hell of a 2021 season with his group. Um, re- Joiner really likes Anthony. They think that he is a legitimate edge guy that can come in and possibly play year one. I will say slightly trending. I need to reach out to him to to get some reaction on the Cutcliffe news. But I need to call around again about too. Yeah, follow the visits. He took an yep. official. So. he Modis slightly trending. <laughs> Slightly
0: trending, very slight. Christopher Ross, Texas commit, slightly Ooh, trending. Um,
1: Slightly. Randall Joyner went and watched him play in a playoff game uh, on Friday, so I would say that they're at least interested. Texas, who knows what the hell they're doing. That's a dumpster fire right now. I'd say slightly trending too, yeah. I have no idea on Horace Lockett. No idea. Uh, Asked me two months ago, I would have said trending, but I haven't heard much about him lately, so uh, they might – they might be moving on and looking at the portal there. Matthew I also McCoy. Think Ole Miss. Real quick, I think, I think Ole Miss really likes what they have in, in Xavier Harris and Jacarius Clayton. I think that I they expect them to be big factors next year. Um, Matthew McCoy. Uh, trending. Yeah, a little bit. He's trending. Percy Lewis trending. Bryson Hurst. Ooh, That's um, hard. That's a hard one. What's 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 the fence for trending or ending? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, slightly ending, but there's still some hope there. I think it depends on what Percy Lewis is going to do, um, and also, I,
0: I don't know. I would. I don't know what to say I with would, trending or ending. I know Ole Miss is going to see yeah. him, and they want
1: him. And I, I just don't know. I don't know. I think it 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 comes back to how quickly can he get on the field. I don't think that they. Don't think he can play. It's just a matter of how how fast can you contribute. Um, we didn't
0: really answer that one. Cam East, I'd say trending. valentia Carswell. Yes.
1: Haven't heard much about him. He came to town him. for a visit. Um, he's a raw guy. He's only played one year of high school football. He was a basketball player. The upside is, is – Trending or ending, there. Zach? I'll say ending. Antonio Williams. Because I don't think that Miami – Miami hasn't moved on from Manny Diaz yet, so. And
0: it's no positive or sure thing that they're going to. Sure. It's a really truncated timeline. they got to hire an AD. I was going to say, you got to have an
1: AD first.
0: And if Miami does move on, then Lane Kiffin becomes a danger zone with Miami, but also the NFL is really where you should be paying attention to potentially poaching Lane Kiffin because he would go to the NFL. Antonio Williams slightly ending, if not ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Devin Brown, trending. Trending. Trending Trending-ish. Walker yeah. Howard ending-ish. Yeah. I think so. All right. We covered yeah, it all. I agree. All right. Let's talk the yeah, champions recruiting. He's Zach Barry at Zach underscore Barry. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter right now. Go check it out. The Oldman Spirit, OldmanSpirit.com, an affiliate of On 3 Sign up. Get a full year sub for 50% off. If you haven't already subscribed, review Talk of Champions and iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Say whatever you want. Ben, you're the worst. That's cool. Five stars. Five stars. Also available in SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, just simply search Talk of Champions. Thank you, buddy. All right, babe. I'll let you later.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day.